Oh, man, I'm telling you. He's real tonight, isn't he? Ooh, man, I'm telling you, I like that prayer. I mean, I don't know what happened, but I just think that Jesus showed up. Praise the Lord. Hey, man, we're glad to have you in the house of the Lord tonight. We're so thankful for the privilege that we are in, in God's house and that God has just allowed us to be here tonight in his presence. Uh, Brother Randy wanted me to also re- have you to remember that, uh, remember the tithes and the offering tonight. So give is given unto the Lord and God will bless you in your giving tonight. Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord another good hand clap of praise tonight? Man, I'm telling you, I feel him. I feel him. We can go a lot of different ways with this tonight if we just let the Lord have his way. Amen. Amen. Appreciate the crowd tonight, man. It's a good Wednesday night crowd for the first week of a new year. Amen. And uh, it's a pretty awesome. <clears throat> it's pretty awesome going into a new year. And uh, uh, I think new, a new year brings new expectations. I think sometimes a new year, some people's uh, ready to get rid of the old year. And some people's ready to bring in a new year. Uh, there's just something about us that we try to figure out in life sometimes. Uh, every year that comes by, I used to, uh, I used to always make, one of my biggest resolutions used to be I was going to lose weight. And you can tell I quit that because it didn't quite work. But I think we're always trying to do something and I, uh, to try to make things better than what it was before. And um, I'm going to read just a little bit maybe from Ephesians in just a minute. And, and uh, Philippians, I've got a couple of scriptures we'll read there as well. But, um, you know, the year has passed. Uh, 2022 is behind us. And, you know, we're going to try to start this thing off with, you know, prayer on Wednesday nights and to make it to where uh, this, this is a hub for those that need something from the Lord. This is a place of what we want to do is bring it to a place of refuge. If you can't get into the house of the Lord, where are you going to get it? You know, and so this is a place that I hope that we can make it be a place where God will just do greater things than he's ever done before. But we've been through a year of tragedy. We've been through a year of problems and disappointments. We've been through a year of failure and sadness. And we could go on and on with the list, but one thing that it's happened is it's behind us. Praise the Lord. Amen. We, 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 you know, it's amazing. I prayed over our family this year, and you know, one of the first things I prayed when I got all my family together, all the children and the grandbabies and stuff, as such as that. And, uh, and I, I thank the Lord on New Year's night that I said, Lord, thank you as we held hands that my whole family's still here today. Because I don't have a promise that I'll be able to see them all this year right yet. But I'm thankful that he watched over us in 2022. But some people wasn't so able to allow that to happen in their lives because of tragedy. 
dis disappointments. This year's a symbol. On New Year's Eve, the old man with the sickle. And then the newborn baby that was born, beginning the new year. With whistles and horns and parties and probably more eats and drinks than what we probably should have, we ushered in the new year. I talked to a few people and they said they slept right through it. Yeah. Most people, well, not most people, but a lot of people did. But regardless, and I want you to bear with me for a while as I try to get through this and I'll get to my points in just a minute, but I'm trying to bring something out. For sure, there has been plenty. In the news, if we read it tonight, there was a guy uh, that began to talk about, a newsman began to talk about, accommodator. He said, he said, it's still the same old nothing has really changed. If anything, passing from seasons of lights and glitter and carols to a new season of dark, cold, and black winter only makes the emptiness worse and the depression worse. And it seems like it's deeper. I don't know about you, but I don't like winter too well sometimes. I just went through a few days of fogs and dreariness, and I don't know what it is about them, but it just don't put too much sunshine in your lips, does it? And in your face. But there's sometimes it's just dreariness. As one commentator recently wrote in the local newspapers, reality seems to crush the hopes of, on every turn. The pandemic that we went through is still lingering around at times. The ruthless terrors of the Islamic states, crushing economies, disparties in our country, the scourge of racism and global warning, homelessness is an all-time high in our own backyard. Diseases, alcohol, drugs is destroying our world. And also the plague that just continually messes with us. Some of us are wrestling with important decisions and regarding things that's going on tonight, there's a lot of things that you've all been through and, and probably some of that will never know what you've been through, but God knows what you've been through. Some of you have been through tremendous losses and some of you have had tremendous highs. Some of you have had tremendous lows. We've all been down that road. One year's always seemed like it's been better than the year before. Or the year before seemed like it was better than the last year. But regardless, we're still standing today. And regardless of everything that we're going through, God is still God. And in, in knowing that there is a place, a church, where there's warm and safety in the house. There's something about it tonight. I don't know about you, but I know that when I'm in trouble, I know where to run to. I know that when things look bleak and bad, I know that there's a, there's a refuge that God has prepared for me and made a way for me that I can run and hide in the cliff of the rock of God. And I'll break it down in a minute, but I wanted to share with you that there are things there. And sometimes we might need to take a different road this year than what we did last year. Sometimes we might need to go to a different direction in a different way than we did because maybe the way that we was this year didn't work and the way that we might go this year might be the way that God wants us to go. So there's many routes that we can take, but there's only one path that really matters. 
And if they would, put it up on the board tonight. But I want to read this scripture tonight that I think is very fitting for this time. It's nothing new, nothing, nothing new that you've not heard. But starting the new year, right in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brother, I count not myself to apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forget those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I love that word press. I was talking to my daughter today and I said, give me some definitions of press. And she said, what are you talking about, Dad? And I said, well, you know, like you press on something or you're pressing, you know. She began to tell me little things what she thought it was. And, and she said, well, don't men go in there to their weight room and don't they put those rates up to their shoulder? Don't they try to press it above their head? And I said, yeah, you're exactly right. But Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward. I believe like January 1st is, is to me a new birth. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's, it's something that I can reach out again and believe that I'm going to have a good year this year. Devil, you might have got some things last year, but this year I'm not going to allow it to happen. See, there's something that we do every year. We make goals. We make res uh, resolutions. We, we say we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, and sometimes we go to, I bet some people's already bought memberships at the gym. And I better not bet because I can't. I'm behind the pulpit right now. So, no. <laughs> But my point is, most people will try to, at the first of the year, January, the whole month, they make a, a, a deal. I'm going to the gym every day. And they'll put it up there, and for probably a few months, they might do good. But then all of a sudden, six months later, they find themselves, well, it's not that important anymore. There's new nature, a new heart, new life, new hope, and a new task that waits us. Finally, Eventually, a new body and a new home that's called heaven that we'll go to one day. Now, God has given us a new year, and what we do with it's up to us. Where we go with it is going to be our decision. And what we determine to do within ourselves is going to be up to us through the help of the Lord. A new year to some will be a new job, new responsibilities for the family, new positions to maintain. To all, it should mean a new life to live. It is time for the leaf on our pages be cleaned and started once again. For some, they had a dream in 2022, and the dream never did come to pass. For some had a vision and thought, man, I want this to happen in the year 2022. And the vision that they started out with and they was high about it and they was excited about it. Somehow through the months and the weeks and the days and the hours, it began to fade away. But see, I believe that Jesus tells us to dream again. To believe again. To have new hope. Let it arise in our heart. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We serve the great I am. We serve the God that was and always will be. We serve the one that put the stars in the sky, planted the moon where it belongs, and allowed the sun to shine on a pretty day like today because he loved us. Yeah. 
See, we're not serving some dead Muhammad. We're not serving some dead Buddha. We're not serving some dead monk, but we're serving the living God. All things work together for good to them that love him, to them that are called according to his purpose. I believe every one of us has a calling in our lives and a purpose and a plan. You wasn't designed just to have babies. I wasn't designed just to work all my life. I wasn't built up on earth just to have a nice house and then it all at the end of life begin to be vanished. As steam does in the air, it's all gone. That's not what God designed us for. He didn't create us for that. He created us for something greater. There's a home prepared for me and you. That all we're doing is getting ready to exit from this place and go to a place called heaven. And while we're here, we should tarry and build the kingdom of God. In Paul's text, he was looking two ways. He looked backwards and thought of all that he had suffered in Christ and that he had accomplished also in Christ. He said he counted it all but dung. Everything that he'd been through, the beatings and the whipping and all the things that's happened to him, he called it but dung. He thought it was something great that he could suffer for the cause of Christ because he looked into the future and he's seen that God's got a plan for my life. And not just here on this earth. See, what God had a plan is that Paul would end up before he left and, and things that happened after he left that he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So his life wasn't in vain. And so when we leave this world, what we're leaving behind really matters tonight. And as we gather on Wednesday nights and we, we pray and we believe, we trust God, are we leaving a legacy behind for our children? Are we leaving something behind? Are, do we have banners that we can pass to somebody else? See, I think it's very important tonight that Paul looked back, but he also looked forward. He was looking for greater things to happen in his life. See, he had a look about him tonight. He looked backwards and thought of all the things that he had suffered in Christ that he had accomplished in Christ. And look back in 2022, what did we really do that made a difference in the Lord? Now, some of you might have done great things that nobody's ever seen but God. Some of you might have done things that is overwhelmingly so powerful that if the heavens would record and show us, we'd be amazed at what you've done probably. But on the other side of that, have we let heartache, suffering, pain, hurts, wounds, different things stop us from moving forward with God? So where do we go from here? Then he said, I am looking forward, rededicating life to Christ, looking at the end and press toward. Many look but don't press. We should look toward the new year in our hearts that we, God, with God's help, we will make it a better year for him and others around us. It's not all about us. The recipe for a happy new year's is a repent, resolve, and remember. We are to repent of the things that we failed God in. And, and I know most of us do, but 
man, wouldn't, know, wouldn't God just want his church just to fall on their knees and just say, God, I'm sorry for the failures of 2022, but I promise I'm going to make it a lot better in 2023. See, all these things may not seem important, but they're really important to God. Really important to God. Repentance brings happiness. And it restores things back in our lives like never before. We're to resolve things. Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself. Carried into captivity as a boy. Was required to eat pork and drink wine forbidden by the Lord. We should resolve to live for the Lord no matter what cost. And it's frankly, it's hard, but to believe it or not, there's things that we've got to stand for in 2023 like never before. Lord, I won't allow this thing to happen in my watch. See, I believe our watch is very important tonight. We should resolve it tonight. Jacob resolved it in a dream. If you will go with me, I will, I will live for you, he said, and surely give you the tenth of all that I earn. He was poor when he made that vow. Ten years later, at that same place, he was a very wealthy man. You know why? Because he trusted in God. He believed God that could do great things. He was poor, but he made a decision. David made a resolution. <clears throat> and I think we need to read the Bible and adapt to it and the standards of the living. He resolved to pray in Psalms 1, 16 and 2 because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Things that count most in prayer tonight, church. Let me just tell you a few things that counts most in prayer. Not, not rhythmic of prayers or how many. Not rhetoric, how eloquent. Not geometry, how long. Not music, how sweet. Not methods, how orderly. But fervency is what counts in prayer to God. Believing that God's going to move mountains that he said he would move in your lives. And I believe that God's able to do that tonight. I believe that God wants to do that tonight. I think it's God's desire is to meet every need in this building tonight, to touch every heart. You should never leave here the way you came. Never. Why? Because there's a group of men and women that can pray the prayer of faith and you can walk out of here made whole. I believe that we are the church of the living God tonight. And if we believe what he says, then we can trust what he says. We know that he can do exceedingly above all that we ask or that we think tonight. We must remember that the greatest happiness and the richest reward comes from those that are faithful. Faithful to God. Faith means a lot to God. Faith moves mountains. God looks for a remnant of people that just has faith and trust in him. When you go to church when you don't want to go to church. When you pray when you don't want to pray. Because sometimes it's hard to pray on Wednesday nights, isn't it? I wish I could say every time I get up here and pray that I just feel holy Jesus, glory. But it don't always work that way. But there is times you can move past how the flesh feels. Then you get into the spirit realm. See, God's looking for men and women of like-minded faith. We're Pentecostals, ain't we? We got a stigma about us. We believe in healings. Some people don't. 
Some people say healings was a thing of the past. We think it's a, healings is a thing of the present. We believe in miracles. Some people say, well, God did miracles, but no more miracles today. We believe that miracles are relevant for today. See, we got a stigma. A lot of people think we're fanatics and nuts. Well, I want to show them people that think we're fanatics and nuts that what we speak is truth. I want, I want God to have faithful men and women that he trusts us. We must remember this, and this is the hardest one because it's, it's very true too. We've got people that's gone from us this year that we just seen a few months ago. True? We must remember this may be our last year. You might look next Wednesday, the first Wednesday of, of uh, 2024 and say, I remember when Mike said this might be our last year and I ain't seen him since. Now, I'm not speaking that into existence now. I'm just saying this could be the last year. And if it is, would we be happy with the way that we live? Fixing and close, but I just wanted to share Psalms 22 and 1. It says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Some of you wouldn't have made it last year if it wasn't for the house of the Lord. Some of us wouldn't have survived if it wouldn't have been for the house of God. There's something that's powerful about the sanctuary of God and about God's people coming together. In prayer, there's something about it. Man, can you imagine when they was building the temple, man, that they said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many gets excited again going to the house of God? We work every day, some 10, 12 hours a day. We come home and uh, we drive 15 miles out of town. Then we turn around and think, man, I got to go back to church. Do I really want to go to church tonight? Because we get caught up in the hustle and the bustle and the, 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 the frustration of life. And sometimes we allow the enemy to rob us. But I remember as a young man, I was joyful and excited and didn't matter if I worked 12 hours, 10 hours. And now I'm older now and I can tell you it's a difference but I still get excited about the house of the Lord. And when we come on Wednesdays, God wants us to be excited about coming to his house. Listen to this. Verse two, it says, our feet has been, have been standing within the gates. Hmm. They was waiting for that temp. They, they was waiting for it to be built. And their, their feet was standing within the gates saying, Tell us to come on in. Tell us to come on in. We're, we're going to come in. Now, I'm telling you, I'll say this. I don't mean this to be in the flesh, but it probably will be just for a second or two. But if we was going to a, a Garth Brooks conf, conference, I mean, a, a, a con, what, concert, we wouldn't care if we had to go all the way around the building all the way, and we was right back here, and our line started there, and we had to go all the way back down this way. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could do that for Jesus? Get excited about going into the house of God so powerful. See, David said, I'd, I think it was David said, I'd rather be the housekeeper, I mean, a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell among the wicked. He knew what it was like to be in God's presence. He knew what it was like. See, church, I think sometimes we just need to get a hunger back again in our hearts for the house of the Lord. 
Because this is a place to run to in the time of trouble, in storms of life. Can I tell you, in the 80s and the 90s, people came to the house of the Lord for answers. Now today, most of them will look at CBN, Fox News, and different ones that think that's going to tell them how life is going. But Jesus knows how our life is going. He's got the answer. So, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem is built. Where are the tribes? Go up to the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For the thrones are set there for judgment. Pray for peace for Jerusalem. Peace be with you, with your walls of prosperity within your palace. See, I believe this is where blessings and peace, prosperity comes. For the sake of my brothers and my companions, because of the house of the Lord, I will seek your good. Would you stand with me tonight? Because of the house of the Lord, I will seek your good. That's pretty powerful tonight, church. Go home and read it sometimes when you get a chance. I challenge you tonight to start this year, and everybody started it different, and I understand that. But start this year with a desire and a craving. I told Brother Miller, and I don't know if I told Brother Randy, I think I did, but I told them the other day that I love being in the house of God. I love God's wonderful people. And my job, I don't want nobody going out our back doors. I want to know when they come into this church, this is the place to belong. This is a place where needs get met. This is a place where people's lives are changed. This is a place where people get healed, delivered, set free. That's God's house. This is a place when you can just have a regular Wednesday night service and Miranda and John come and sing. We pray for a couple people, then the presence of God falls. Is that not powerful to you? That's powerful. Churches beg for the presence of God like this. They do. They, they long for it. Just, just what we had of a touch of it was just enough to say, God's in the house. Ain't nothing more powerful than knowing that God's in the house. You know, I could have got up here and elaborated and, and, and kicked things off probably this first of the year. I probably could have allowed the Holy Spirit just to come down and everybody get ministered to in special ways because he was here. And if we'd have kept on, you know what would have happened? He would have poured out his spirit. I was glad when they said unto me, come into the house of the Lord.